Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Mindset Podcast, where we believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need just two things, the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. I am your host, Maria Benz, and I am the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company who helps service-based businesses grow their revenue using online strategies. And I am here to share with you all of my tips and pointers every single week when it comes to digital marketing and business growth. Today's episode is sponsored by our premium Wix templates. If you're totally stumped on how to build your own website, but can't afford to hire a designer, that does not mean that you should skip out on the important things in the process like professional design, sales formula copywriting, and search engine optimization. Our premium Wix website templates are created with marketing and sales in mind. And the best part is that you can have a professional looking and functional website in just under 24 hours. Our website templates are completely stress-free. They're easy to use, so that means no Photoshop or coding required. They are designed to convert based on our signature homepage formula, and they are ready to launch as soon as you are done designing. So if you want to check this out, get it at mbmagency.com forward slash shop and use the discount code mindset to get 30% off. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Today, I have Emily McGuire with me today, and we will be chatting all about email marketing. Emily is the owner and chief email marketer at Flourish and Grit, an email marketing and automation studio. She helps businesses uncover hidden revenue in their email list by pairing a business's unique customer journey, and high converting copywriting. With lessons learned over a decade in tech and e-commerce, sending thousands of email campaigns and earning her clients over 80 million in email marketing revenue, Emily loves sharing the time-tested strategies of email marketing done well. So Emily, welcome to the show. Super excited to chat with you today. Thank you for having me. So before we get into email marketing, which I always love chatting about because I am not the best at it myself, (laughs) so I love getting all the tips and tricks. But before we begin, tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so I um, started out in digital marketing uh, almost 10 years ago. Um, I made a career pivot at that point uh, and um, like most people, I uh, started in social media mm-hmm. and they were like uh, at a, it was at a, it was a, uh, what they call specialty food, um, industry. So it was like a food, a gourmet food store with a cooking school and a restaurant. And they were rapidly expanding, mm-hmm. um, across the Southeast and, Um, so I was doing social media for them and they were like, oh, Hey, you're, you're doing computer things with marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you, do you want to try email too? And I was like, sure. So, you know, Google and I became best friends at that point. And I got to, um, you know, learn by jumping in feet first and Mm -hmm. and making lots of mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I found uh, that I really enjoyed it because it's this um, it's, it's really about, um, relationship building mm-hmm. 
and um, it combines two parts creativity with one part uh, analytics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and tech. So, which I love both things. So um, I moved on from there and got a job only doing email marketing. Oh, wow. And since then, I have um, specialized in that. And so I was working for a company, an e commerce company, on a team of five, only working on email marketing. Wow. That five, the five people were working just on email marketing. Exactly. Yeah. We had a huge program and it was, I saw firsthand the power of email. So you're like a true professional. Yeah. Well, and it's really interesting because I, you know, I learned a lot. Like I really got to take a deep dive into email with this particular brand. I worked there for a few years and um, my husband and I um, then moved from the Southeast where we were living at the time back to Michigan, where we're from. And I um, was looking for a job and realized like, I don't want to be a digital marketing generalist anymore. Mm-hmm, like that's mm-hmm. what I, that was what I was seeing. I wasn't finding the right job and I wasn't, I was tired of just taking the next job. I wanted, you know, my dream job. So mm-hmm. I wasn't finding it. So I created my own. And since then, it's been, it's really interesting to go from a place where you learn how to do email marketing one particular way mm-hmm. and then um, doing it for multiple clients with varying goals and resources and cultures. And you mm-hmm. just learn so much more. Like it's just a, a much wider playground. No, I love that. I have, I feel like such a similar story too. I started general digital marketing, um, you know, doing social, doing all the different things. And then I ended up uh, niching down to just websites, but it's totally a whole different ballgame when you really specialize and just dive deep into one thing. So when it comes to email marketing, do you find... when you talk to, obviously your clients are doing uh, email marketing, but mm-hmm. when you meet various business owners, do you find that they tend to shy away from email marketing? Um, I think that there are just a lot of misconceptions about email marketing. And so it seems like, yeah, there's two things going on. There's mm-hmm. a misconception and it's overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because like, you know, with anything, when you're starting out in something new and you're, you're taking a risk on something you're not familiar with, it can be really intimidating. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And, and on top of that, I think people have a lot of experience with email done poorly. Yeah. And they're really um, anxious about replicating that um, and being one of those people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, one of those annoying. <laughs> exactly. Not to be rude. <laughs> yeah, but but what what's um, also equally true is that when something's done really well, you don't notice it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and like a a good website, you don't notice how good a website is like it's easy to use and navigate and super clear until you go and see a terrible website and you're just like what's going on here this is very true this is very true (laughs) so let's talk about this so what are some of the misconceptions that people often have about email marketing 
Yeah. So one is that people um, are going to be annoyed um, <laughs> that it's annoying. Um, and um, it's just not, it's not true, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, we, we have very short attention spans, mm-hmm. um, especially with digital marketing that, you know, sending out one email a month is le- like way less than annoying. And in fact, I, I would uh, guess that uh, the impact of one email a month is not, is not really moving the needle for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And what I typically recommend in terms of cadence and that people are like, wait, what is, is once a week. Um, okay. Because it like, it keeps reminding people you're there, that you're in the inbox. And like, that is not um, annoying at all right like and Mm -hmm. some people are like get really like freaked out about that they're like oh my god yeah once a week (laughs) I'm not even doing anything how am I gonna get to once a week and it's like well you know it's you you gotta start somewhere and yeah it's not gonna be perfect and it's gonna be a little messy and that's okay can you give me some examples so that was my thing I was like once a week like oh my gosh like you know what are we gonna write about Um, Could you give me some examples of some emails that people can kind of take and um, customize it for themselves? Yeah. So, so here's what I typically talk or, um, or suggest people do. So what I often see is that people think of email as newsletters. Mm -hmm. And so they're jamming those emails, packing it with article after article, link after link. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, thinking that this is going to somehow prove their their expertise mm-hmm. but what often happens is again we have very short attention spans that makes sense and, and we skim right we skim um digital marketing materials websites uh, emails social media all of it and so if you are just jamming in a bunch of links into an email when somebody opens it and starts scrolling all they're going to see, they're going to glaze over, right? Yeah, yeah. It's going to look very homogenous. It's going to just look like a bunch of links. And um, as you know, somebody who understands how overwhelming it can be when you have too many choices, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like learning something new, like email marketing, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. too many choices is not going to help you focus. Okay. Um, so in an email where you are putting in a bunch of articles, you're really not helping your audience focus on whatever you're, you really, really want them to know. So even if that's just like a thought, a leadership piece, right, mm-hmm. where you're, you're offering some content, what I recommend people doing is just focusing on one, um, one major theme. Okay. And, um, you know, maybe provide a couple of supplemental um, pieces to go along with that. Um, and then having a call to action to guide your subscribers to the next step with your brand, whether that is, you know, viewing your products, your packages, um, or booking a discovery call or placing an order, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. that is guiding them. So, um, putting together all that content is great. Um, but, uh, don't throw it all away on one shot once a month, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That like, makes sense. Break it up into multiple emails and just rotate through those, whatever piece or article you were focusing on. Um, and so, yeah, 
go ahead. <laughs> so I'm just like thinking to myself. So I have a couple of questions. So we'll start with, um, do you notice? So there's some people just send very clean email, white space, no graphics, just mm-hmm. m- more natural looking. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people that do the graphics. Is there one or the other that you see does better? So I've tested a lot of this and from what I've seen is that it depends, right? Okay. I, I haven't seen, so what I typically recommend is using a combination, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is, or just rotating through those different types of templates because a letter format, which is what you were sort of referring to where it's just all text mm-hmm. and it looks like a personal letter from somebody that can work really well for a particular type of campaign, right? Got it. Um, if you are trying to sell like a high price point or high value type of offering um, and somebody is going to talk to one specific person as their next step, that would be a really great format to use because it makes it sound personal, right? Mm-hmm. It makes it look like it's coming from an actual human. Um, but some audiences and some businesses really benefit from a very visually designed email. Um, mm-hmm. if, especially if you're in the, the e-commerce space, if you're selling products, okay. um, things like that. But I see both of those types of formats work really well for the inverse type of uh, business, right? Yeah. So for me, I suggest... Um, having a, a not sticking to one and just assuming just because it works once it's going to work every single time. Okay. Okay. Every audience is different. Every campaign is different. Um, every business is different. That makes sense. What about, um, it, does there have to be like a balance between doing too much self-promotion or is it fine you know what I mean? Cause like, for instance, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm thinking about my own company right now. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking, okay, how, you know, how can we send out more of more often, like once a week? Right. So I'm thinking immediately is like, okay, when we have a new podcast come out, that's once yes. a week. So that's promoting the podcast. When we maybe launch a new website, maybe we can showcase the designs. Mm -hmm. But everything that I'm thinking is more self-promo about us. Is that fine? Or should we, you know, add something in that does not link back to us? I mean, as long as you're framing it as how it's going to benefit your audience from Mm -hmm. looking at or viewing or consuming that content, in one way or another, um, you can't go wrong, right? Okay, like, okay. you know, like for example, if you're uh, if you do want to show off some of the work you've been doing, then you know I always frame it as you know inspiration, like get inspired, see mm. how we um, achieved uh, this particular client's goals, and how you can replicate some of that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I love that idea. I'm totally taking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're good. Like, cause inspiration, especially in the marketing world and like yeah. and email marketing um, for me, like inspiration is sort of the secret weapon is like being able to visualize um, what you want to achieve and mm-hmm. looking at examples. And I go, you know, I go out and look for specific types of email marketing examples. If I'm trying to illustrate a point. Okay. Um, so yeah, and as long as you're framing it in terms of, you know, whatever, how your audience can benefit from it, 
um, or what kind of outcomes they could see if they replicate that, then you never have a, you'll never have a problem. I love that. Are there any type of metrics that we should really focus in, in our email campaigns? Um, so what most people focus on are their open rates mm-hmm. and, um, open rates can tell you, you know, or essentially help you see, um, what the health of your email list, right? So if you're seeing open rates drop, then something's going on with engagement with your audience. And it might be time to see, uh, if you need to clean up your list. Mm. Um, what I, but open rates are not the end all be all. I have not seen a correlation between, um, a high open rate and, um, and a conversion, right? Like those things don't necessarily mean, um, one doesn't signal the other. Uh, so, so I will say that the thing that a lot of people ignore is, um, unsubscribe rates and Mm -hmm. those are going to happen. Um, but when you're hyper focusing on like an open rate, like people, you know, like to talk about all these tricks to get mm-hmm. people to open your emails, <laughs> but if you are using tricks to get people to open your emails that aren't authentic or don't really line up with what's inside the email, people get pissed. Yeah. And I have done a lot of testing around those kinds of tricks. And I might see an open rate increase because, you know, the tricks work, right? You're grabbing an attention. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. But I've also seen unsubscribes increase at the same time. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So when you're like really focusing on one metric, like always look at your unsubscribes and see just to make sure uh, you're not unintentionally losing subscribers because you're trying to get clever, you know? Yeah. Well, funny that you mentioned it because my next question <laughs> was going to be, you know, have you seen, it was going to be about the open rates, about the tips and tricks. For the open <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, open rates are what everybody focuses on. And it makes sense because almost every email service provider offers you open rates, click through yeah. rates and unsubscribes. Um, finding more data than that requires some more digging and some more, um, and being more intentional about what it is you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and like reporting and some email service providers is terrible. So I don't blame people for focusing on the open. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so the first thing I recommend is, um, focus on your sender name. This is something people obviously overlook or, or most commonly overlook. And, um, and they don't really pay attention to it. But when people are looking at their inbox, the first thing they look at before a subject line is the sender name. Who's it from? And if it's not clear who it's from, or they don't remember who you are, mm. which is what happens most often, right? Like, I don't know who Jeremy Barramy is of whatever. <laughs> like, who is that guy? Yeah. Um, if they're not sending to me regularly, right? Yeah. Um, do that brand building in the inbox as well. So what I recommend is um, using the company name. If you do, uh, and this is some of the testing I've done is yes, the sender name, if you use a personal name might increase open rates, but it will equally increase unsubscribe rates. If they don't know who it is and they feel tricked, they're gonna unsubscribe. Um, 
So what I recommend doing is if you do want to send it from a personal name is doing your first name with like a, you know, a dash and the company name. Okay. okay. Um, but definitely you have to build up that company, that brand name recognition in the inbox. So people remember who you are, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm browsing on the inter internet all the time. And I sign up for emails all the time because that's what I do <laughs> and I don't remember you know the random person whose website I stumbled on right all the time yeah so yeah. so like that is the biggest thing and like it's my it's my mission to help people see that uh because I just see it uh I see it happen all the time like who is this person I have no idea who you are and why you're sending me emails. Yeah, that totally makes sense. What about the click through rates? Is there anything that you've seen, you know, any tips and tricks for that? Yeah. So, you know, it depends. It depends. <laughs> it depends. I hate this. I feel like it's it fine. Depends. When people ask me website questions, I'm like, well, yeah, yes exactly. and no. <laughs> I feel like it's the every marketer's thing, right? Yeah. Um, so click through rates, you know, uh, if your goal so I would focus more on what your specific goals are for every email campaign, right? And that goal can change from email to email. So you might just have a goal of like, you just wanna keep your subscribers um, opening your email so that when you do have something really juicy or time sensitive to offer, that they're gonna be like more likely to open your email. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, but we do know that every time you ask somebody to click, you lose them, right? They're much more likely to drop off. Okay. So if what I recommend is if you do have a piece of thought leadership um, that you want to put out in your email campaigns is to put the whole thing in there. And then if you have like, if you want people to view um, examples of okay. whatever it is you're talking about, then they can click through. Okay. Um, but if I want people to use their click on whatever it is, that's going to drive them down the funnel, you know, my funnel, um, if that is booking a discovery call, looking at my products or services or purchasing them, I would focus on that being your thing you want people to click on. Okay. Um, and if your goal, if for that particular email campaign is to get people like to very specifically take that next step. Um, and if you're making that the primary focus of your mm -hmm. email, so let's say it's not about thought leadership. Let's say I have this product or service I really want you to know about and I uh, and you need to go book it here or look at it here, then yeah, really pay attention to that click-through rate. Okay. Um, and if you're not getting people, if you have like a click-through rate that's under you know three or 4%, then, um, go back and look, you know, was your call to action uh, visible? <laughs> Can yeah. people immediately see what it is? And is it clear what's going to happen when they click through and that they're going to benefit in some way from doing that? Okay, that is good. And then last question about the emails is if you do see a high unsubscribe rate, mm -hmm. what should we do? So if you see your unsubscribe rates spike, so uh, general practice unsubscribe rates um, should be under 1%. Okay. Um, and, uh, but if you do see a spike, then uh, there could be a few things going on. One is 
you know, whatever your subject line or your sender name was, maybe it didn't match up to what was inside the email. And so people are like, Ooh, what is happening? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or or maybe you had something unintentionally offensive in your email Mm. that happens. (laughs) People (laughs) get upset or maybe it was intentionally offensive. Some people do that tactic too. Um, or what can also happen is, you know, um, you might be getting like a spam bot attack on your website where fake emails or not even fake emails, fake subscribers are coming and signing up for your emails. They'll scan the internet and start, uh, um, if they find a form on a website, they'll start um, hammering it with email. Oh, wow. And some of those email addresses might be real. Yeah. And so suddenly people are getting um getting emails they didn't sign up for so but you can you'll know if that's happening if suddenly you're seeing a a spike an unexplainable spike in Mm -hmm, mm signups. so those are the sort of things to start investigating but something's going on and um it might not have anything to do with you or your content okay Okay. Well, these are so good. I am like, I was taking notes as we were um, chatting because I mean, obviously new year's coming up. I think everyone's taught, you know, it's just natural to think about what are we going to change? Not going to change. So I love all of these, all of this advice, but before we go, let me know how can people work with you and where can people find you online? So, um, well, I do have an open rate action guide that summarizes some of the things that we just talked about but also has like a a subject line formula in it to help you get your gears turning and that is at flourishgrit.com slash open um and it's got my my best um my best tips on how to keep your open rates or even increase them i love it yeah so that's it and then i hang out on linkedin a lot um, I like to share all my thoughts and opinions about email marketing <laughs> there. So if you want to follow me or connect with me there, I, I love to hang out there. Awesome. We'll be sure to include your links in the bio. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast.